0: Hello everybody and welcome to the LMT Fitness Podcast. We have such an exciting episode Um, this week. We are joined by the wonderful Donna Jackson and she has done something amazing. Honestly, when Donna approached me about recording this episode and um, let me know her plans, what she wanted to talk about, I was like, yes, that is a bit of me, something I was so excited so Donna is an online coach like myself, and the topic that we'll cover today is a, a challenge that she took on a couple of years ago. So Donna, would you like to introduce yourself and tell us what we'll be talking about today?
1: Yeah, thanks, Lindsay. Um, thanks so much for having me on. I am very excited to be here. And yeah, I just thought it would be a good topic to talk about a Challenge that I did in the first lockdown, so we would have been talking two years ago now, and I guess the memory has come up because it is kind of the year anniversary. I remember the weather being a lot better, that's for sure, um, (laughs) two years ago at this time of year. Um, And I decided to take on thirty half marathons in thirty days during the first lockdown. Mm -hmm. And previous to this, I had I do have a running background, and I had done a one hundred k run Oops. from London to Brighton and uh-huh. um, I actually did that in two two slots um so I don't know what was worse having to get up on day two and do more <laughs> than a marathon again um yeah. or whether I should have just smashed out in one go um <laughs> but I do have a background um in running that I, I I was terrible at school I hated running it was just something I wasn't interested in so it seems quite uh quite funny really that I've ended up being um quite quite a, a good long distance runner I guess and yeah. The, the 30 half marathons came about because previously I had had um, a bit of a bigger goal to do, to, to do full marathons back to back, but that mm-hmm. does require a heck of a lot of training. And, you know, you can have all these grand plans, but at the end of the day, your body you need to look after your body and if you don't prep for something correctly um, you can cause long-term damage so uh, I wasn't going to do that but when the first lockdown hit obviously it was just such a massive change for everybody and I was missing my friends and family dearly which I'm sure many other people were as well and um, I could and I couldn't see my boyfriend uh, my my mum and dad my sister and I just thought you know what I, I need I need a focus so why don't we why don't we do something and so it happened a little bit by accident probably because of the circumstances uh, that mm-hmm. I found myself in like everybody else and I took myself out for a little jog one day because I know you know just <laughs> buzz. Uh-huh. I love how you describe <laughs> it as a little jog. <laughs> <laughs> yeah um, but initially I, I, I didn't kind of sit down and go I'm going to do 30 back to back. I'd always, I always knew I was always into these challenges. And, um, but I thought I'd just go out, it was a nice day. Uh, And I just kind of said, you know, I I did did a half marathon, awesome. Mm-hmm. and then I put a, a thing up on my story saying shall I do another one tomorrow and most people said no that's silly uh <laughs> and then um, you know I'm not one to follow rules so I I the fact that most people said no don't be daft um I, I just went straight ahead and did it um, really, and it yes. felt all right again and I, yeah you. <laughs> so it's yeah challenge me to to not do something and I'll do it um and so and then on day three um i i really bust my knee like i was just running along and my knee gave out and i just thought Uh oh it's you know that's okay never mind like it was a bit of fun for a few days um Mm -hmm. so i actually had to like walk the last i think it was 6k that day Uh and so i i thought yeah whatever um still still did the recovery etc but then um the next day bizarrely it was fine and I don't know if it was the eight hours sleep I don't know what it was but I could walk on it it was absolutely fine so I thought did you, I did just you do out. anything
0: else to when you got home did you just chill or was it you know how did you was it just medically sort of gone the next day or Yeah it was really strange
1: and I don't know why because the day honestly the night before um, I was limping I couldn't put any weight on it Mm
0: -hmm. Um,
1: and so uh, no I didn't do anything I'd had a a hot bath Um, so I'll just go over kind of like how I prepped because after that so on day four when I went back out and didn't really expect to be able to do it because I thought my knee was going to be giving Mm out um, and it actually lasted the whole half marathon and not only that it actually felt good as well so I was like do you know what i four in a row that's not bad like this is game on now and I just started to get like a bit excited that this could be um something and the fact that it had kind of started accidentally is probably why it started at all and I think this is a problem um, for a lot of people you know you don't want to start until you're ready oh I don't feel ready and you can say that until you know you can keep saying that forever um so the fact that I didn't kind of go I'm going to do 30 in a row initially mm-hmm. I think that you know it didn't seem as scary it just kind of was happening by accident and so it was only once my confidence had built over a few days that I thought yeah I've, I've now and, and this is you know advice that I would give to to anyone that you you just have to start and and yep. you'll be surprised you get better you get more confident mm-hmm. um I actually thought it would go the other way. I thought I would get more fatigued. I thought my uh-huh. body would just break down and and be a mess. I thought I'd have blisters and you know be chafing and um, <laughs> and actually the the opposite happened. I I I got I got better. Um, so uh, so sorry you only asked one question. I've just launched. No, it's, and... it's
0: honestly it's wait. Like <laughs> I'm di- I'm honestly I'm dying to hear all about it. But I think yeah, the, I think the one thing I'm sort of interested in right from the start is yeah how it sort of ended up going from like you described it as you know I I just went out for a jog to sort of then the thought that this could become something and then how you put the number on it right 30 in 30 days how did how did you go from yeah the light jog to coming up with that that number
1: um, I just like a, you know 30 and 30 sounded pretty cool so I just uh, I just that's what I went with um I was saying uh I was chatting to you before and saying that I had the idea to do kind of 37 marathons in 37 days at yeah. age 37 so yeah. it was like that That was, it's a mouthful though saying that so um <laughs> <laughs> so I, I like numbers and I, I guess you know 30 and 30 just sounded um quite good but um yeah, it was only, like I said, after that fourth one, I thought, you know what, this yeah, I'm, I'm going to do something here. So straight away, I ordered a knee support um, from Amazon and I just started prepping as much as I could. So so one of the you know, it's, it's, I can sit here and go, Oh, it was just an accident that I ran 30 half marathons, you know, that's, Um, it might have kind of started by accident, but I obviously had like the foundations there already, I had a background in running. So it's not like I just decided to do this on a whim out of nowhere. Um, But you still have to prep and prep is so important. And this is the other thing with, um, you know, what I would kind of tell other people, we try and do these things, we try and Pluck goals so everyone has different goals and it might be that you want to lose some body fat it might be that you want to um do a running challenge it might be that you want to change careers it, there's any number of goals that someone can have but we don't tend to prep enough yeah so there's this balance between not doing something not even starting something because you don't feel ready enough but actually have but but not also doing the prep, like there's this line where like you have done enough prep, you don't have to keep prepping and prepping. But a lot of people try and do things without any kind of preparation. And that you're just relying solely on willpower. That's what people say, like, I haven't got enough willpower. I just wish I had more willpower, when really, you've not given yourself the right environment, the right um, tools, the right support around you. Mm -hmm. So, you know, when I sort of thought, right, this is, you know, I'm really going to go for this. I was like, right, how how can I give myself the best chance of this happening? Mm -hmm. So, you know, focusing on fuel, focusing on hydration, on recovery and support and mindset, they were kind of the key areas. So fuel-wise, make sure I've got absolutely enough and the right foods in the fridge, ready to go, ready to cook. Um, When you come back from a half marathon, um, sometimes you don't feel like standing and cooking a big meal. So just have things that are really simple, really easy. And I actually had... I think it is two chicken breasts, Mm -hmm. sweet potato, broccoli and spinach every single night for for, (laughs) about 25 days. Um, which for someone looking like
0: me at it. by the end you would have been like no no more chicken no more broccoli
1: <laughs> oh I'm a bit weird like that I'm I'm um, sometimes I can just eat sort of the same thing over and over but <laughs> I think it was just because it was all it was exciting it was a little project and yeah um when you're a long distance runner as well you don't want to be upsetting your stomach with anything you don't want to be trying anything new using gels or anything so I wanted to stick to the same nutrition um mm-hmm. so in the morning it was porridge um with uh blueberries um some some yogurt in there uh I would have my uh cereal bars ready on the on the breaks mm-hmm. um so so fuel and, and this is the same as people when they're trying to diet like make sure you're prepped with the food because yep. one of the biggest things that people do is like oh I'm really hungry and then I've just got to rush something so I'll end up having something unhealthy whereas mm-hmm. if you've got my protein snacks in the fridge ready to go then um you're, you're giving yourself that extra uh, chance of, of success yeah. so fuel.
0: I think that's it, and it's what you're saying as well. Even like so, for, so for for both of us, obviously being online coaches, when we speak to clients, and you know they have this, so they're where they are now, and they have this sort of goal, this end goal of where they want to be, and it's like you say, prepping for the the whole way sort of through and taking it mm-hmm. step by step, and I mean it's it's kind of the same thing, you know, having things prepared, having like food in the house and all this, and I suppose you've done it on a much larger scale. Um, but this sort of journey is, is the same thing, I suppose, as both sort of clients that we would work with as well.
1: It's, it's absolutely the same principle. So w- whatever it is, you can say, well, 30 days, I want to do what? I want to start creating better habits in 30 days. Yeah. I want to start eating better across 30 days. For me, it was obviously running, but it's it's the same principle. And one of the biggest things that we don't do is ask for the right support. Yeah. So, you know, if you are going to embark on changing careers, going, travelling, travelling, um, uh, fat loss journey, whatever whatever it is for you. Um- ask the people around you like I'm going to be starting this thing and I'd really appreciate some support um maybe you could get an, an accountability buddy mm-hmm. um for me I was making sure you know I had certain friends that I could call at the t- mm-hmm. at the times that I was really struggling um I've got those people that would be would be sending me messages of, of support and if I was having a bit of a tough run people that I knew I could message and be like send help and they'd send me all these <laughs> lovely messages of Aww. you know reminding me how how strong I am etc so so mm-hmm. it, it, even stuff like that, like just having that support around you and yeah. asking for it, like, you know, um, yeah, just give yourself the, the best chance. Another uh, another good prep tool is having. Um, so I always had my podcasts at the ready. Um, I had a playlist of motivational speeches that, that always mm-hmm. came on during the really tough bits. Um, I would have um, you know uplifting playlists inspiring playlists that would Mm -hmm. make me cry because I'm an emotional so-and-so anyway Mm -hmm. so when you're running the endorphins are going and you've got some you know inspirational song playing um, Mm -hmm. and but but you have them all ready you have them all downloaded ready to go like don't leave anything to chance.
0: Um,
1: I imagine
0: that's probably one of the 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 most challenging bits of it as well Is you know because it's yeah you've got this goal in mind and I know that um I know that you did run for a charity and we can we can discuss the charity as well but so yeah you've got that sort of drive there but it's it's a so I've done I've done one half marathon so nothing compared to you but when you're doing it you know it's it can be quite lonely in your own head as well if it's just you running so having that there and I suppose is that how you motivated yourself and kept yourself Sort of seen while you were doing it, so yeah, using podcasts, motivational speeches, things like that. Yeah, it's
1: it's it's finding what works for you. So, um, some people like to run in silence; they actually like to be with their thoughts. Mm-hmm. Some people have to have music blaring the whole time. Um, I and it's finding the routine that works for you. So, like I said, whatever your goal is, like get into that that routine. So, for mm-hmm. me, it was usually um some it was a podcast to start with and I would listen to to people talking for about an hour and that would help me kind of get over that you know that initial part because sometimes the first 5k was horrendous and you'd think (laughs) oh my goodness I'm only at 5k I've got so much further to go um whereas other days it it felt it felt great Mm -hmm. and so it was just having certain things, uh, like I, I just found that listening to people, like listening to a topic, uh, it was engaging and it kept my focus. Then after about an hour, I'd, I'd feel like some music just to kind of, you know, G me up a little bit. Yep. Um, and then, like I said, if I was having a particularly tough one, um, then it would be the the motivational speeches, um, which is <laughs> just a playlist I found on on Spotify, which uh-huh. is, yeah, basically people shouting
0: at how amazing you are and you have to keep going. Um <laughs> I love that. <laughs> that, that that always works. If have everything else feels just have just have people shout and tell you how shouting at you it.
1: Yeah. <laughs> um, they're very powerful though because you can um as soon as you let that, let that voice start saying you can't do something um yep. it's a it's very powerful and obviously we've all experienced our inner critic um and it's it's not helpful. So you've you've got to have the tools ready to replace that. Yep. And so this is why you know body image and dieting is is full of self-criticism and uh, negative self-talk and it's having the tools that when you are engaging or you can feel yourself going into that inner critic mode what is your tool for pulling yourself out of it is it meditation is it journaling is it um calling a friend and having a chat with them mm-hmm. like you've got to have things ready because if you know that you're going to struggle like for example I knew that um not every day but generally uh 17k was usually a a, a tricky one because you're kind of nearly there you've got to get to 21k that's a half marathon um 17 you're kind of like nearly there but there's still enough to go to her and um so so yeah that was the time that I I I would have to dig deep I also rather than just external like podcasts and things like that you've also got to have like your own stuff in your head so your your own mantras Mm -hmm. so mine was um you're stronger than you think. I would, um, you know, sometimes just just repeat that to myself, or I would think about things that I was really proud of that I'd done in the past, mm-hmm. and just remind myself that you know I am strong. Um, but just coming back to the charity thing as well, um, the the why is is what what drives you. So yep. you know you've got your environment, you've got the right tools, you've got your prep, you've got your support. Um, but you need a driver because otherwise you're like, well, why on earth am I exactly. doing this if I've got nothing to, mm-hmm. to actually do it for? So um, I picked Mind as the, the charity that I ran for, um, so Mental Health Charity. Mm-hmm. And whenever I sort of felt like oh, I'm just not feeling it today, I would I would try and visualize someone who was in emotional pain um, through mental illness or through mental uh, poor mental health. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm not saying that I know what that feels like for for someone in in their darkest time but I I was kind of saying saying to myself that the pain that I'm feeling is nothing compared to the pain that that person might be in yeah. um and, and so I think it's it that very quickly reduced the pain into like it put it into perspective yeah. it was like yeah okay my my legs are a bit achy but I would do a body scan and say okay you know the difference by now between injury and soreness and aching Mm -hmm. so are you actually injured no that is it sore or yeah because you keep running loads so it's gonna be Mm -hmm. um and it's just trying to put that into perspective like there there are other people that are in a lot more pain than I am whether it's mental pain emotional pain and it just kind of yeah that definitely propelled me forward
0: yeah no I think that's amazing and it's you know I think a lot of people struggle with that is maybe you know trying to push through their own barriers and being in their own sort of physical pain but then trying to yeah sometimes that can be a big thing to think about yeah okay this might feel a bit uncomfortable or you might be struggling a bit now but you know what about other people things that other people are suffering with as well and you know I think we we had a chat about this the other day as well like about you know, the inner voice and the inner critic and telling you that you can't do things. And it's all about, you know, just sort of pushing through those barriers and, and focusing on something that's going to help to to get you there. And I think that can be applied to, I mean, really anything in life. Because, yeah. I mean, as you know, I've, I've recently moved to Germany and I'm, I'm trying to learn the German language. It is, it is, I would say at the minute, it feels impossible Um, And I've had many moments where it's very uncomfortable and very awkward and I've said completely the wrong thing, but (laughs) I know that it's only by doing it and by pushing through and putting myself in uncomfortable situations and feeling awkward that I'm going to get better at it. So I suppose it's like, yeah, I mean, anything that anything that you deal with in life and also when clients come to us with, you know, particular struggles and things like that, It's not going to be always, you know, the journey that they want to be on to better themselves, to better their health and fitness. You know, maybe it's a fat loss journey. It's never going to be plain sailing. There's always going to be struggles. There's always going to be bumps. And it's, you know, Mm -hmm. sort of focusing on each day at a time. And, you know, it it is going to be uncomfortable, but pushing through and believing in yourself that you you can get there in the end, I think is one of the, the big things.
1: Absolutely and I I quite like visualisation to help with this so you know with your you learn in German I mean us uh, you know us Brits are, are awful at um, trying to speak in another language because oh, we feel so embarrassed and we just don't I, I think other you know people from other countries are just a lot more you know they'll just give it a go whereas we get quite like embarrassed and, oh I yep. said that wrong Um, and I think the uh, but, if you think about like what will it what will it give you? So it's not oh I'm just learning German because I now live in Germany. It's like yep. what could that give you? You could have conversations with new people. You could make new friends. Um, it can open up doors for you. So it's it's visualizing like whatever you're working towards. How could your life look? with that you know mm-hmm. what what why are you doing it and how is it going to enhance your life so that if you do have an uncomfortable encounter afterwards you just say but I know why I'm doing this and yeah. and I can see how life will be better once it's done yeah. um so yeah I'm, I'm a big visual person I do like to kind of you know doing exercises like you know design your um design your perfect self or maybe mm-hmm. don't use the word Uh, perfect because let's get away from perfectionism but design your ideal self like what do you want that person to look like what does she um what she do how does she act how does she behave how do other people see her and it's all kind of um that kind of stuff anyway i digress (laughs) um
0: No, but it's it's so and I mean and I mean I'm digressing as well now but it's so true and I really I I really believe it's how you it's your inner voice and how you speak to yourself as well because if you're constantly telling yourself I can't do this you know it's too big of a challenge it's too big of a struggle then your actions match your thoughts so therefore that becomes your your reality you know and it's Mm -hmm. It's not to make it sound that, that to sound really sort of trivial because I know it's, I know it's difficult and, you know, pushing through things that you don't want to do. It can sometimes be like your body has this almost um, like a physical reaction to, I can't do it. I'm not doing it. And it's so, so hard. But once you do it once, it gets a wee bit easier and then you do it again and it gets a bit easier again. And it's just to keep, keep trying and keep pushing yourself and keep challenging yourself to really, to get to where you you want to be?
1: Yeah, I think a couple of things. Um, The, the, every single day, the only thing I focused on was the first five Mm kilometres. First five kilometres, then you worry about the next two kilometres, then the next three after that. Um, And I, I think that's so important. Like you have to apply that approach with anything that you are trying like you cannot think about the, the the massive picture of it it's too overwhelming and I I hear it time and time again you know ladies going oh I want to lose four stone five stone and it's just like that's that sounds like a lot that sounds quite overwhelming in one go yeah. it's okay to have that as a goal but like why don't we just focus on on half a stone or know however many pounds it's it's you you have to break it down and make it manageable because of course you're going to say oh I'm never going to get here like I've got four stones to lose I'm never going to get there I might as well just Mm -hmm. give up now but half a stone you could probably work with that you can work towards that and the second thing is not every day is going to be great like some of the runs I had were amazing I don't know why but some days you just run brilliantly your legs just feel like they can keep going Mm -hmm. and then other days it's an absolute slog and you really have to put one foot in front of the other and just grit your teeth and get it done and that's exactly the same as daily life I think this is why I like running so much because it is just basically a huge analogy for life it's just up and down all over the place you don't really know what's going to happen Mm-hmm. Um, you can be blindsided by things happening going wrong injuries um, and it's how you how you adapt to that so um so yeah some days were absolutely horrendous um I was saying to you before that I actually broke up with my then boyfriend um, on day 17, I think it was. um, And I was pretty heartbroken and Mm -hmm. I wanted to lay in bed and cry um, and I did, but then I had to get up and put my trainers on because I'd said that I was doing this challenge and I was raising money. So it wasn't just about me, it was about raising money. Um, And there was no way I wasn't doing it, but God, it was hard. Like, (laughs) you you know, I was literally... Cry, running, snotting like you know, it wasn't. It wasn't pretty, Mm -hmm. but it showed me how resilient I could be when when I needed to be. And they're really powerful those um, experiences because a lot of us we we don't realize how strong we are. We really, really don't. Um, And when you put yourself into these kind of quite strange situations, um, and you prove to yourself that you you are capable, Mm -hmm. even if it's not pleasant. Um, it doesn't really matter if it's pleasant or not. If you get it done, then it it matters and it counts. And it's exactly the same as if you're having an awful day, stressed at work, or kids playing up, whatever it is, and you've had a terrible day and it hasn't gone to plan. It, it's okay if if you if you got it done and you stuck to your your habits that you're aiming for. Mm-hmm. Then you might feel like crap, but it was still it still got done, and 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 that's what matters.
0: Yeah, so I know that you had obviously your your knee injury or your knee glitch if we, if we call it a glitch because it sort of went yeah. away. <laughs> so your knee glitch. What about other like physical? You know, did you have any other injuries or how did your body feel like on a sort of day to day basis? Because I only know from from the half marathon I did at the end of it, I was like off. Oh, t- time for this over time for a lie down so I, I take my hat off to you I, I don't know how you did it but what yeah so physical things what what were you feeling um so I got one blister uh
1: which was very lucky I'm I'm just one of those lucky runners that is not plagued with with blisters because uh-huh. blisters are they're like so so small and so painful like how can such how can it be so painful but I, I just had one and I actually had it for about three days I called it Billy the Blister in the end and it actually <laughs> didn't it didn't hurt like it was really weird it was just one of those I didn't pop it or anything because I think just leave them um but but no it was fine I remember watching um and it was a big inspiration for me actually the Eddie Izzard uh running man I think it was called and he ran um marathons back to back for sports relief a good few years ago now mm-hmm. um, but I remember him going to his doctor and saying oh, I'm going to do this challenge and he wasn't in the best shape and the doctor was kind of like I, I advise against this um mm-hmm. but but you can find them on YouTube kind of cut up into to sections and he and he does it and it and I just thought, wow, if, you know, it was, it was such a mental game and his feet were in pieces, the blisters, the, I mean, he, he was falling apart, but he just, the sheer mental determination, um, yeah. it, it, it fascinated me that, you know, you can actually harness that and, and get through things. But I was very lucky. My, um, yeah, no blisters. I had a bit of, I had to like change my 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 water bladder so I had like a, a water pack and it's just like easy to take water on um I punctured that managed to puncture that somehow
0: mm-hmm. so then
1: I had to just carry bottles of water in my backpack which meant I'd stop every time I wanted water which was um not ideal and the extra, the extra and then, weight
0: that would have given you as well to carry well it was in some um
1: it was just really awkward um it was it was really hot at that point um, of the year. So some of those days it was so hot. And so like the just the extra sweating was making like the, the bag, the water pack kind of rub against my shoulder a little bit. Mm-hmm. So, um, but I used this stuff from Neil's Yard. Um, it was called like Bees Balm or something. And mm-hmm. I just used to put that everywhere. Because um, uh-huh. as long distance runners will know, uh, the, the chafing is delightful. Um, so <laughs> yeah so I would get in the bath and be like oh my goodness um -hmm. but I was no I was all right with injuries just it was general aches and pains um I would have a bath with Epsom salts each night Mm uh which you know maybe that was the magic formula I don't know um but don't get me wrong I wasn't just like jumping around like I feel amazing like I was sore you, you know you you are um I would stretch not as much as I should do um, I would always warm up in the morning before I got going uh, so I kind of again you know give yourself the best chance do the do the right things mm-hmm. um, but yeah sometimes I would get in and definitely not stretch as much as I should have done mm-hmm. um but, but it was all good I was just very lucky and I like I said it's when you start when you embark on these things like did I think I'd be able to do do that challenge no I didn't Mm -hmm. but I did it and it's it like we've said before it's you you hit one little target you hit one little milestone then another then your confidence builds and you're like I wouldn't have expected to do this and yet here I am doing it and when you work with clients which you'll you'll know when you start seeing that like little light flicker and that positivity and that oh my goodness I can do this Mm -hmm. and getting the wins and the results it's so magic because it's like yeah, you were always capable of doing it. You're just yes. finally seeing it for yourself now. Yeah. Um, so, you know, when people say, you know, when you were saying, oh, wow, 30 half marathons, it's like, yeah, but I I strongly believe that people can do, like, some pretty amazing things. And, yes, yes I've got a background in running. Like I said, I wouldn't suggest that someone just goes out and does that just out of nowhere. But you're, you, you're better than you can – you're you're far more capable than you than you realize. And when people say, "Oh, I couldn't do that. I couldn't run. I couldn't even do one half marathon," I'm like, "You could. You could absolutely do it with the right mm-hmm. prep, like 100." So I get really sad when I, you know, when people write themselves off, um, yeah. especially when yeah. it comes to like bettering their lives, losing weight, getting fitter, whatever it is. And straight away, it hasn't worked before, so it's never going to work again. I'm I've got no willpower. It's all my fault, and it's not it's it's not your your fault it's a lack of self-belief it's a lack of the right preparation Mm -hmm. Um, and all those things can be changed yeah you know
0: Um, I think it's as well it's because actually I was reading something about this the other day like a fixed mindset and a growth mindset and I think that's something basically exactly what you've just described there so if you're stuck in this fixed mindset of you know if if you're constantly telling yourself i can't do this it's never worked before i'll fail you know if you're down on everything before you even try you're never you're never going to go you're never going to push yourself to do it but if you just even try and change slightly the way you think of things to a, a growth mindset so yes you might not know how to do it now but you can learn you know you might not be great at it yet but you can get better it's all about you know the, the growth mindset and thinking yeah. i mean i'm not one of these folk it's like you know you can do anything in the world you put your mind to everybody's got you know nobody's Limitation. perfect or amazing at everything but if there's something that you really want and something that is within your reach just reframing how you think about it can really be a, a big thing that gets you there as well
1: yeah absolutely the, like dieting you know uh, obviously we, we come across this a lot with clients um there's this underlying kind of self-sabotage thing and I think most people yeah. would be like oh yeah I've, I've done that before you know I've got a goal but I keep doing the things that I know aren't going to help me because of you know well I don't know why you know a lot of people say I don't really know why I do that um and there's lots of different reasons as to why people you kind of don't adhere to a, a healthy eating plan or whatever it is they're on um but you know the, the self-sabotage I think you know a big part of it is just you really don't think that you can Uh, achieve what you're trying to achieve Mm -hmm. and so you just sabotage it get it over with you're going to fail anyway so let's let's just uh (laughs) let's just do it now rather than further down the line yeah um and it's it's a real shame because you're, you're totally scuppering what could be a very successful uh achievement for you yeah um I will just say that I mean the that I, I got better and better on those runs and I don't want to say that because it's like oh look at me I'm such an amazing runner but it really surprised me because like I said I thought that it would it would be the opposite um so I just you know I just want to really drive home how much you surprise yourself like when you really go for something and, and stop thinking no I'm not good enough no I can't do it um you know I ended up getting a personal best on day 25 um, and my times were getting faster and faster um, mm-hmm. and I ended up getting a, a, a PB of one hour 37 minutes um, which not kind of three minutes off my so, but if you'd said to me at the beginning I'd be like no way yep. and so it's just this you know just don't don't already decide things because you just have no idea what's going to happen yep. um, and we always go for the the negative but it's like the question we should be asking is but what if it's the best thing I ever did what yeah. if it turns out better than I ever could have thought and we don't think like that as humans we just yeah. think of the negative and what can go wrong and so that is a question and I, I can be a bit kind of Uh, with decision-making I'm not the best all the time but I really have to say to myself you know what's the best thing that could happen here like stop thinking worst case scenario like what's the best thing that can happen um And I could so easily have not done that challenge. I could have 100% just been like too hard. No, thank you. Um, I'm not going to be able to do that. And it's going to be really embarrassing when I can't do it. And everyone, you know, by that point, I've told everyone I'm doing it. And then I've got to pull out. And, you know, I could have told myself all sorts of things um, and then not got all the wonderful feelings, comments, feedback that I I did get. Yeah
0: and when you're saying there about you know you, you sort of struggle making decisions or you're not the best at making decisions how did you decide then this was actually one thing that popped into my head when you said it how did you decide what route to do so did you do the same route every day did you sort of vary it or um did you have like a few selections of half marathons what was what was how did you come up with that
1: so like you say running can be quite lonely um, and I don't I didn't want to run with um anyone else uh mm-hmm. I think just because if you're in the zone and you're having a good run you just kind of want to get it done um so you don't want to be paced by by anybody else some people prefer to run with people um but I just found it for this for this occasion well <laughs> and we were also in a lockdown so I didn't really okay. have a choice uh, to, <laughs> to, have a, uh, to have loads of people with me um so I had I was living in East London at the time so East London to Trafalgar Square was precisely eleven kilometers. Mm-hmm. So there and back would be pretty much half marathon Mm -hmm. so that was one route and so seeing Trafalgar Square with no one there was so eerie Mm -hmm. it was so strange and it was kind of sad as well but I just thought it's I don't know it was a really like I just was aware that we're probably not going to see it like this again yeah Uh, hopefully not anyway um so that was one route uh Victoria Park was my local park which is a fantastic running park it's pretty Mm -hmm. flat and uh, so I used that and then I would go to Canary Wharf where I uh, was working at the time and uh, do a little route around there. So I had three routes maybe four Um, sometimes I was literally just doing like a little bit of a loop just at the end Uh Um, just just right going around my block basically just to kind of get the last few K in uh but yeah I tried to stick to about three to four routes and just mix it up um but like I said I was very lucky with weather although I do remember one day was absolutely hacking it down and I was just <laughs> absolutely so soaked through when I got home so that bath mm-hmm. was was quite nice um but yeah it was it was really weird because usually when you do stuff like this and your half marathon was probably an event I take it like yeah, you were uh-huh. there was other people there yeah yeah um, and there's and the atmosphere is great isn't it yeah when you do events like that i absolutely like i i miss them i love them um since doing that challenge um i did a another 50 and a 60k and i was doing those to raise money for my mum who had passed Mm -hmm. and they were supposed to be events things were supposed to be starting to open back up again so i booked onto events to do them and Mm -hmm. then you know another lockdown happened and so they were all cancelled and and yeah, it can be really lonely running by yeah. yourself. It's I can imagine. Like you've really, yeah, you got to kind of put. You know, some days were fine. It was, and this is what I'm saying. This is life. Some days you're fine. Some days mm-hmm. feel amazing. Some days feel just all right. And then other days can feel horrendous. Yeah. Um, it's it's just having the right tools in place for from for those horrendous days when you yeah. really really would rather not be doing that.
0: <laughs> and was there any point so? Obviously, you had it sort of ups and downs throughout the whole the whole thirty days. But was there any point that you just thought, "I have to stop this. I have to give up"? And what was it that made you you didn't make you not make you didn't? That doesn't make sense. Make you not (laughs) give up?
1: (laughs) I know what you mean. Um there was no well like I said when I had that breakup there was probably like one day where I was just like I just really want to lay in bed Mm. um but it just wasn't happening and I think I'm just I mean I think my friends would probably describe me as driven Mm -hmm. um uh, very self-motivated and I know not everybody has has that um so no there was no day apart from just you know that day when I was feeling bad there was no day that I was like this this is not going to happen it was it was it was only ever going to be an injury that stopped it. Yeah. Obviously, if I'd injured myself, I would have. Ha- I wouldn't have been silly about it. You know, I would have had to stop it. Uh, but that was pretty much the only thing. And I just was so. It's like I just decided, and so I think this is something that people, other people, can do. You know, you've just decided that you're doing something. End of. It doesn't quite matter. You know, you don't have to work out quite how you're going to get there the how and the the messiness and the chaos and the up and down is another matter but the fact that you've decided it's happening is a really powerful tool it's like you're saying um you know if it's if it's around fat loss it's it's basically saying I will not tolerate things as they are
0: yeah
1: and so I was saying you know I will not tolerate the concept of giving up and just stopping it might hurt a bit some days might be horrible but I'm not doing that and that's powerful. So I would say to anyone, you know, if you do have that inner critic, shout back louder at it. You know, yeah. it. an inner inner critic is just a bully and um, we, we don't actually need to listen to it. And that's easier said than done. I do know that. But it's, it's practicing. It's practicing getting better at yeah. pushing back. Yeah. Um, journaling journaling is is such a powerful one because and I know a lot of people are like oh I don't really like journaling or it's not really for me until you've tried it you don't really know if anything's Mm -hmm. for you and all you're doing is writing things down and putting your thoughts in order that's all you're doing and if you are saying to yourself I feel bad because of x or I don't like this because of y like why is that just just get curious about it like what's where's that come from? Why do you think like that? Why do you allow yourself to to think like that? Um, And it's just, again, taking back a bit of power, a bit of control, like, well, I'm going to look into this a little bit and delve deeper rather than just accept that, oh, I can't do this and I've got no willpower because it's that's not what it's about.
0: Mm -hmm. I think I've actually recently started to journal as well. And, you know, i have you? seen it sort of like, you know, all over social media and everybody's like, oh, I'm sitting with my journal in the sunshine. And I just thought, oh, it's not really for me. Actually, my thoughts went back to like when I was a child and I had this um, Pocahontas diary and I had a wee <laughs> clip block on it. And I, wrote, I found it actually when I moved here and I found it. I'll, I'll not tell you the contents of it, <laughs> but that's what in my mind I had journaling was. Um, but I've recently started that six minute journal have you heard of that yeah and it's honestly I think I'm only about two weeks in and it is so good and see even just taking that six minutes so I do mine in the morning and taking that six minutes just to like that if your head's full of you know tasks that need to be done and everything like this yeah okay they're all there but having the structure and the clarity well for me I'm I'm one of these people that I start something but then I'm thinking of something else. So having that journal in the morning where I can write down know these are my my two tasks, my important tasks for the day. These would be the the nice to get done. Um but 100% I'm loving journaling. I'm 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 converted to being a journaler maybe
1: forever yeah it's, well, I, I mean I think there's two I'm glad you started it there's two types so I would say like yeah the more focused um short sharp mm-hmm. this is what I need to get done today and I love those ones I've got a hundred day a 100 day journal and mm-hmm. every hundred days I just buy it by the, the same one um because it's it suits me it doesn't take long um but there's but there's still reflection so you'll still be yep. writing like things that um wonderful things that happened today uh things that went uh struggles that I had today and possible solutions for those struggles uh so you just go to bed in kind of a, a, a clearer frame of mind so you've got that type of journal in, but then the other type is the just let it flow you know I feel if I feel bad about my body today let's just you know let's just write down what comes up what mm-hmm. is um you know why, why do I feel like this about about my body yeah. where is it stemmed from um, can I change those thoughts etc cetera, etc cetera. so I'm not really one for sitting down and writing reams and reams um so the short, short one works for me. But if I'm having um an unhelpful thought, then it's you know, get get a pad of, pad of paper and just write and just see what comes let's see what comes out. Because when you're writing, that's when that's when the aha moments come when you're yeah. like, I do that at the same time like every day pretty much or it's Mm -hmm. always when that happens then I tend to go and comfort eat and it's just like things that you wouldn't really notice that you're doing because they're so automatic and then it finally clicks into place and once you're aware you've got um well once you've got the awareness then you can start addressing how you actually change them
0: yeah and I mean I can imagine so this this challenge that that you've done or I don't really like the word challenge but this um journey let's call it a journey this journey that you've that you've done um yeah so obviously that will have given you like quite I would imagine quite an awareness about yourself as well do you think what's the sort of biggest life lessons that you you've you've discovered from doing this about yourself or about you know how you approach things or or whatever it is
1: so life lessons um Probably just a recap on what I've said. So just get started. Like just yes. get started. Whenever I am worried about, should I do this? Should I do this? Should I do that? Um, what if it's the wrong decision? Uh, I think most people have heard of the book "Feel the Fear and Do It Anyway." And one of the biggest things I took from that is there's no right and wrong. There's just Path A and Path B. Uh, so no right and wrong. Just one or the other. Uh, so I, I kind of remind myself of that. So just get started like what is the worst that's going to happen you're going to either discover it's not for you that you don't really enjoy it that you know you don't know what's going to happen but don't have decided what's going to happen because you don't know so just get started um otherwise that challenge never would have happened uh the the value of preparation and just how much that can help you succeed so whether it's um you know We talked about kind of dieting um, and fat loss, etc. But getting a new job—I mean, prepare and practice. If you want to get a new job, that's really scary. And so, could you just practice, um, like, research as much as you can? Could you practice some interview techniques with someone? Mm -hmm. Could you, like, just prepare as much as you possibly can? Um, So it's given me a much healthier respect. Like, I think if I hadn't been so focused on certain aspects and making sure I was as, as ready as I could have been, um, then maybe it wouldn't have happened or maybe I wouldn't have got to the end.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, I was also very lucky because I had a, a very understanding boss. I was working full time at the time. Mm-hmm. So he was allowed to take like longer lunch breaks. And so some days yes. I was like, mm-hmm. got to get back because I've got a meeting. And so that <laughs> was a go motivator? <laughs> <faster>? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was like, I can't walk. I like, I have to go. Um, uh and a, a big thing that I learned was trying not to be perfect with things. And so we, we you know, we we hear a lot about the all-or-nothing mentality, trying to yeah. be perfect. And so I could have said, right, I've got to run every single every single one of those half marathons with no breaks, or it's got to be this, or it's got to be that. And I just said, no, I'm going to plan in breaks because psychologically that's going to help me a lot more. Mm -hmm. So usually I would have a break at around 12 kilometers. So I would usually eat a cereal bar, take on some water. So usually about five minutes um, and then I'd want to get going, get going again. And so I kind of had this principle of two breaks, like aim for two breaks ish. Mm -hmm. Some days I would take three and then one day I took none. And so but it was giving myself that leeway so it's the same as like have diet breaks you know mm-hmm. if you have a week off and you've been dieting for the last three months that's okay but yeah. but, but plan those things in don't just be like oh god I'm gonna have to stop because it's just too hard mm-hmm. like have it have it planned like yep that's coming up something to look forward to um yeah we're, we're all good so you know, I've, I'm probably, I'm very much a type A personality. Uh, Perfectionism has probably been something that I've always actively <laughs> strived to to not mm-hmm. indulge in because it's very difficult uh, not to. Um, but yeah, it can be messy. It can be chaotic. It doesn't need to to look good, feel good. It just needs to get done. Um, yeah. So yeah, come away from the all or nothing mentality for sure.
0: Yeah, no, oh, 100% agree. And in terms of future plans, forty half marathons in forty days—is that on the cards? <laughs> oh well, after, like I said,
1: after—not um, long after—I'd finished that challenge, and it—you know—it was such a lovely memory. Um, on the last day of the challenge, I hadn't seen my mum and dad for about two and a half months because of lockdown, and they drove into London and um, held a, 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 a ribbon for me, and I ran through oh, it. Oh, that's and, lovely. Um, and unfortunately, I, uh, Instagram didn't save that live. I was doing a live oh, like the last really? kilometer on a live and it didn't save, um, which is gutting. And unfortunately, a few months later, my mum passed away. Oh. Um, and so it was such like I, I'll, I'll never have had that memory if I hadn't just gone for it and done yeah. done that challenge. And so my mum coming up with a little picnic because she was the absolute most wonderful person in the world. Mm-hmm. Um it was, it was sunny and we, we sat there socially distanced, but,
0: mm-hmm. um,
1: it was just so wonderful to see them. Um, so like I touched on earlier, when she passed, I decided to do two runs, uh, for charity in her memory. Um, but that last run was on mother's day mm-hmm. and it was, um, it was a really tough, really tough yeah. day. Uh, they were supposed to be events that had been cancelled, so it was by myself around the streets of, of Essex, um, mm. which wasn't the most wasn't particularly inspiring in terms of uh, scenery, um, and it was really hard emotionally um, and and physically. And I haven't done any long distance running since then. So that that was March um, last year. Mm-hmm. So. I've, I've been focusing on strength work and so I just thought I'm just going to do something a bit different so I've been uh, loving uh, working on strength but talking about this and mm-hmm. um, wanting to I, I also want to see like when you do strength work I cannot stress enough how how positive strength work is for runners and a lot of people that run they might neglect the strength part mm-hmm. and it it helps so, so much. And so because I've been doing um, quite a bit of uh, leg strength work, I'm like, hmm, I wonder if that, how much that would have affected my, uh, my run times these <laughs> days. So there's a, there's a little part of me that's like, hmm, I, I'm quite tempted. That said, I also know that uh, preparing for things, uh, it takes a lot of time. Yeah. And you've got to be realistic. And this is something that I, I'm always trying to uh, sort of drum home to clients. Do not take on too much. But one yeah. of the number one things that we uh, that we cause ourselves to fail with is, is taking on too much. We get overwhelmed um, and then we're surprised when we can't do it, or we think it's something that we've done wrong. And it's like, no, it just didn't fit into your, your lifestyle. You know, if you've got 101 things going on, throwing something else into the mix and not adapting it around your lifestyle is not, not going to work. So I was actually offered a, a charity place at the London Marathon this year and I was so torn, so mm-hmm. so torn. But at the end of the day, I am working on my business. I have a full-time job alongside uh, my coaching work. Mm-hmm. And I, I just I I yeah, there's it's all very well and good having these big plans, but if actually it just stresses you out, yeah. Um, because you've just not got the time to commit to, to it all, then it's it's not the right decision. Um but now yep. we're talking about it i really wish
0: i did. <laughs> I think i think even after 2 years i, I think you're still deserving very deserving of a arrest so maybe maybe in the future oh, but right. i think i think you you deserve the chill time now so donna thank Thanks. you so much for speaking to me today honestly i could literally sit here for another 3 hours and chat to you about it <laughs> Is there anything else? Thank anything so else? Much. Anything else you want to add, or anything else you would like to, to include, or have we covered um, everything?
1: Just a very fine, uh, quick final note. Uh, like I said, this challenge was two years ago, and mm-hmm. so I lost my mum about eighteen months ago. And it's very easy when things, bad things, happen to you in life, to lose sight of. You know, you get a bit lost, and you can lose sight of. Um, how strong you are and the good things that you've done in life. So even just talking about this stuff, is it's such a, a boost and so I would just say to anybody like remind yourself of the amazing things you've done in life you don't have to have run 30 half marathons but if you've had children or if you've studied or qualified as something if you like there's there are so many achievements in life and I just it breaks my heart that we focus on what we don't like about ourselves or yeah. what we need to improve it's nothing wrong with working towards improvement but please remind yourself of the, the, the amazing things you've done write a list that you, you know all the things I'm proud of about myself and put it up somewhere so you can see it um as a reminder I used to have my medals up um Aww. my running medals up as mm-hmm. a visual um but I keep moving around so they're they're somewhere else at the moment um but yes please remind yourself of your your amazing feats
0: yeah I love that and honestly you're yeah. so inspiring I think you're amazing and what you've done and even just that you know the how passionately you speak about it I love it it's just <laughs> so inspiring i'm going oh. to go and write my, my notes now and put them on my wall so that i can look at them you've inspired me to yeah do <laughs> yeah i
1: hope you do it's been lovely talking to you i really really appreciate you having me on
0: oh thank you and donna tell everybody listening where they can find you if they you know for, for more information or to to come and follow you where they can find you
1: um so just at dmj coaching uh, both on instagram and facebook and all the information will be in there
0: Fabulous, and thank you so much again. It's been wonderful speaking to you. I'll
1: awesome. have I'll thank have you on too. when you do your
0: your forty and forty in another two years. <laughs> <laughs> <a thing> <laughs> oh. Right, thanks, Donna. Speak to you soon. Thank you very much. See you later. Bye. Bye. Bye-bye.